Hi, welcome to Create Beauty Every Day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick from www.hookingrugs.com. And uh, today I'm here with a really great special guest that someone I've worked with for a long time. And before I worked with her, I worked with her mother. And it's Jenna Dempsey from The Fleece Artist in Handmade and Fine Yarns. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Dan. Jana, tell me um, right off the bat, how do people find you if they want to find you? Uh, they find us online, but they find us through our stockists. So we um, really mostly do um, wholesale. Yeah. So, you know, we're hidden away, so you can't yeah. stop in and watch us dye yarn. Yeah. But uh, usually we have an extensive list of stockists all over everywhere. Right. Um, and we have all lot of different fibers so um there's quite a bit of selection so sometimes if you don't find the thing you're looking for at one local yarn shop it's at your other neighborhood yarn shop so yeah because so we have so people many people can order from you directly you supply no, you know mostly we have a little a small limit limited amount of stuff that we do directly mm -hmm. uh, when especially when it's like we don't have a, the volume of the fiber to get out to the public yeah um, we'll do it ourselves but generally it's through our stockists yeah that's wonderful really for the companies that you're dealing with yeah you know they're not competing with you online and it's really yeah. great we really appreciate that's the it. idea yeah. yeah so i've carried your yarn for i don't know maybe 20 years and mm -hmm. the first time i bought it i bought it from from your mom and mm -hmm. it was out in mineville and you could still go there then and go pick out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she lived in the house down the road and you were probably like a teenager and uh, yeah, I would have been in my early twenties. So right. when I was a teenager, we were still doing retail in Halifax. Yeah. Um, yeah. and some people remember that shop, um, in various locations in, uh, in Halifax, but primarily in historic properties. So I kind of grew up in the yarn shop way back when we started, we had a whole floor of looms and, and spinning materials and coned yarns. Mm. It's always been about supply. It's always yeah. been about artists need supply yeah. fiber supply too um so that's always kind of been our focus um so yeah i grew up in a yarn shop i grew up with people you know looking for dye lots for their projects yeah um and that kind of thing so that was always been top of mind and i was off doing my own thing in the uk and um my mother had an injury a shoulder injury and she was having trouble dyeing the yarn mm -hmm. and she's like you know i could really use some help so um, I came back and that's how I kind of got back into the yarn business. So yeah. what were you doing in the UK? What were you, what, like when you were a teenager, did you think I'm going to run this yarn business when I grow up? No, it was a summer job. <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean, I always loved it. And we also had some fabric at the time. So I was also sewing and, and um, I, I was, I did needlepoint rugs, like big, thick yeah, rugs. Yeah, the ones you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did quite a bit of those. Um, and I actually went to university and studied theater. Mm -hmm. So nothing to do with this at all. But it, it, it kind of, you get to a point where, you know, supporting your family and um, doing something creative and doing them both at the same time. Oh. is is what you want to do i remember when i graduated university i went backpacking around europe and i was like you know what i'm happiest when i'm making things yeah i'm too. a maker and i think it was a it was this big thing and i i tried not being a maker i tried being an administrator mm -hmm. when i was in the uk i was working at a consulting firm um 
but it's just left something a little hollow yeah. because it wasn't really making. So yeah, making is, is what I do. Yeah. I understand that. I yeah. understand. I, I think when I, I was a counselor, a therapist, and when I started hooking rugs, I just couldn't believe that at the end of the time spent, there was something that was like yeah. a totally beautiful experience. And I think mm -hmm. that's what got me. I love seeing, I love the process of course, but I love the thing too. <laughs> I love seeing the tactile thing that's done mm -hmm. at the end, at the end of it. So, so your mom had a shoulder in, in, injury and you came back and you mm -hmm. came back with the idea that you'd just be there like a little bit or a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just be there a little bit. And then, you know, life happens and a bunch of other thing happens. And I was, uh, it was kind of funny. I was working. I'd started a new job yeah. at a bank. And I went in in the morning and I kind of listened to the bank chatter and And I was there and I never went back. Oh. I just called them and I was like, I can't do this. So no. I, I never went back. I'm terrible. No. Scotiabank hates me. Um, and <laughs> that's when I started the handmaiden line. And I yeah. started doing the silk because there was an opportunity to do something a little different than what Catherine was doing. Yeah. She was really focusing on, it was, it's just something very wild, mm -hmm. very wild and woolly. Um, the, the slub yarns, the mohairs, the boucles, um, often big needles. We were doing a lot of ponchos and Afghans at the time. And, uh, I was going to focus on something a little bit more, you know, smaller projects, smaller needles, finer yeah. yarn. So I started handmade and fine yarn. I was living in Vancouver, found a, a little workshop, um, kind of in the, which is what's now the Olympic village. Yeah. Um, but at the time was warehouses, um, and, and started there. Um, I didn't realize yeah. you started handmaiden. Oh, yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how it worked. Um, after a time when the Olympic development started happening, it just got a little difficult to continue to work in Vancouver on the scale yeah. I was working at. So I think at that time we were like, it makes more sense for me to combine operations here in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Um, access to fantastic craftspeople coming yeah. out of Nantad. Yes. Um, that's the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design. And um, uh, the opportunity to have um, new graduates work with me. So mm -hmm. that was a, a real, really good opportunity. It is a great opportunity. Yeah. It really is. And they come with such a open mind and so many good ideas. It's really, yeah. Mm -hmm. How many people work with you? Right now we're a small crew. So we're five people right now, yeah. but between five and seven, depending yeah. on how much we have to do. Um, yeah. It's quite a few years to train um, a dyer. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. And especially to kind of train them in, you have to be able to, at some point, you have to be able to kind of just look at the color and, and break it down. Yeah. And how, and how can I get here? Yeah. Or other, the other thing we have to do is sometimes we have someone who's got this idea, huh, like you. I was like, I've got this idea and I want it to be like this. <laughs> so you need to be able to be like, what mood are they looking for? Yeah. Is this got a little bit of muddiness or is this a really pure color? Um, yeah. All that nuance. Yeah. So that's when the artistic background really comes in because I think a lot of it is mood. There's a lot of mood. Oh, there's a lot color. of mood and color. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about mood. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only way I understand color. Yeah. <laughs> do, you find, do you find your background in, in counseling somehow ties into that? And, oh, it ties into my work every day, like yeah. in my background in counseling. Does it tie into color? 
yeah, it might, because it's really about feeling, right? It's, yeah, it might, because I mean, counseling is all about feelings. I think you just become really, I mean, your goal is to be intuitive, right? Yeah. Trying to be intuitive. So anyway, um, tell me um, about like what, what you want for police artist handmaiden. Like it's, it's your business now. Yes. My mother's retired. Um, yes. And she's still, she's still making. Yes. Um, It was interesting. We were going to see if she was going to make more, make less. And she's making more, um, making more and making bread and growing plants and all those things. Um, but she's making more than ever. Um, for me, it's, you know, obviously to keep going, um, but with it, but also like anticipating maybe new crafts or not like new crafts, like we're not going to reinvent knitting, but, um, partly it's, it's kind of imagining how can I support other people in what they're trying to make Yeah, and is what they're trying to make different than it used to be. Yes. So we're going to keep knitting sweaters. We need something to wear. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, like what you're doing, I mean, a lot of what you're doing is pretty, it's old, but it's also new. Yeah. Um, there's so there's a lot of that going on and being like, well, what do we actually need to yeah. make this? Yeah. So yeah. It's, I think that's the going forward. It's just, you know, re-looking at like, you know, the traditional things and the, and the historical things, but also like, you know, if we're making this, what do we need to do to make that? Yeah. Thing? Um, yeah. I love the tweed yarn that I got recently. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy with that. I think we're yeah. going to be using lots of that. I can just sort of see lots of opportunity oh. for that. And yeah, coming up, like finding new bases for your yarns. I know that's a challenge, but that's mm-hmm. really important because it excites people, right? When you get oh, a new yeah. base. Yeah. yeah. New colors. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. So back when we came up with, um, with Casbah, so that would have been in 2005, mm-hmm. it was sort of like, oh, we want a luxury sock yarn. Yeah. Hmm, what can we put in it? Oh, let's put some cashmere in it. And we couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. And people looked at us like we were nuts. Like, why would you want to waste cashmere and stick it oh, in your socks? Um, and it's about finding, you know, working with a mill to get it developed um, and to get it doing what you need to do. Right now, mills are really they're really great with trying new things, but sometimes yeah. you get, you're trying something for the sake of trying it yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah. So there's a lot of trial and error. There is. Um, getting, getting it being like, is it luscious when you knit it? Like, how do you feel when you knit it? Yeah. Cause we you do know, the same you, thing. how does it feel when you hook it? We still yeah. miss people still are, are emailing us looking for Tosca. Was it Tosca? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, that one, that one was like a little bit of a thing because it was great when it was done, but as you know, it was like, it was a little tricky for them to spin it. It was. So yeah. they just, they just gave up. They were like, we just can't, we're making too many mistakes in the spinning. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And it hooked better than it knit too. It was one of yes. those ones that was like it great. great. But if you were knitting with it, you would get really angry. Yeah. It was like very thick and thin. So yeah, it was thick um, and thin and it was, had a wrap around. It had a very thin wrap around around yeah. it. It was like, yeah. oh, you could see how complicated it was. It was so yarn is not just yarn really, is it? Oh no, no, no. The spinning is hugely important. And one thing people sometimes don't realize is that the equipment's all very specific. It all has its own fingerprint. Yeah. So for example, um, in the late nineties, um, a longstanding company in the UK, British mohair spinners closed and they sold their equipment. So we had to go to whoever that machine went to, to try and get a mohair that matched. Right. Yeah. So sometimes if a machine, if a, if 
if the machining gets replaced, like you can do all the technical things the same, but it actually, the fingerprint of it's different. Yeah. So we have one of our yarns, um, we have come up, it's a new machine. Um, the fingerprint's a bit different. So we're actually going to rename it, even though it's got the same fiber content, the yeah. same gauge, it just not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Cause, and that makes sense. Like that would be like, um, you know, two people knitting the same sweater. Yeah. The, the fingerprint of their gauge is a little bit different. So two people yeah. looking the same, like the same pattern on the same rug, the rug isn't going to look the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you really fingerprint? love about your work? I want to ask you about the national parks collection. Like tell mm -hmm. me how you came up with that and what made you go for that. And do you like doing that in your work? Like coming up with this wild idea and running with it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you do, but you don't, you put it out there. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's synesthesia, but I think of things in colors. So, yeah. and I have, since I, I didn't really synesthesia. It's, um, when you're thinking about it's, um, it's a relationship. Sometimes people like numbers or colors or sounds become colors. Um, but it, it, it's kind of like, um, a metaphor. Okay. So I, I never realized it was, not not everyone did it but like I've always thought of things in terms of well like well what is that thing well that thing it's a light you know in my brain it's a light pink or it's a light blue or yeah it's got swirls of this so I've always thought of things like that so um we were thinking that it was Canada's 150th and how are we going to celebrate and um I had been camping a lot the previous summer and I knew that the national parks were having their free you were able to go. So I was anticipating, I was like, you know, more people are going to be able to go and experience what I've been lucky enough to experience. Yeah. So, um, I was like, these, this is how I think about it. This is how, and some of them have, have, were a little bit like, this is how I am. I haven't been to this park, Yeah. but I'm, I want to go to this park and I've looked at the pictures of this park and this is how I imagine the experience. Yeah. Or if I went, this would be my postcard in my own brain. Oh, what I bring back. Yeah. So, um, for example, the, I mean, I've never been to Sable Island, yeah. but that's been this iconic thing for any, every Nova Scotian yeah. and the, um, the images of the ponies and this barrenness, the shipwrecks, all of that stuff. So, you know, we come up with those colors like that's kind of what's in my mind when yeah. I think about Sable Island. Um, but Greenwich Dunes and PEI, I actually got married there. Mm -hmm. So those colors were very real because I've, you know, I've been there and I've sat at that beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a mixture of all these things. Yeah. And then yeah. do you just get like, after you've done it for a while, you just done with it? Or do you just, do you want to keep growing with it? Um, with any those, color palette that colors? you make? Oh, no. Occasionally we are really done. Yeah. Um, but we have people who are like, they have or sample so they email their friend knit something so we have we have way far more colors than are on our website yeah we have walls of them we have recipe books of colors and we can always you know dye those to the best of our ability yeah some bases are a little difficult to get it maybe the way someone imagines it looking it's gonna mm -hmm. look a little different um, we have a new fiber coming out called nomad which has some yak fiber in it oh. which is quite gray right so a light pink isn't going to be pink no. It's going to have, you know, so that, that's something to keep in mind. But other than that, um, we can always pull up the old ones. And sometimes you pull up an old one you haven't done in 10 years, 15 years. And you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I'd forgotten how great this color is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Why did I ever retire that? What was I thinking? 
Um, yeah. Tell me about yourself a little bit. Tell me, what do you like, what do you like to do with your time, Jenna, when you're not dying wool? Well, I sing. Oh, you um, Yeah, I sing. And to me, that's also like, it works in the same way like colors. Like it's very, you know, when you're singing in a choir, it's like you're making a colorway. There's yeah. like the highlights and the low tones and the medium tones. It's all sort of the same. And I also like to cook. Oh. Um, yes. So this morning I made a smoothie and I was like, I'd like a pink smoothie. So again, it's like, I'm only, I'm making, <laughs> I'm putting the ingredients based by color rather than taste. Which can sometimes be not great, but yeah. Yeah, my husband likes them. He likes them healthy, so they always turn out mucky brown. I have a yeah. Time. No, you're not having that. No, you're no, a colorist I'm after complete. all. Yeah, you yeah. are completely. And yeah. what do you like to make? What are you making now? Uh, sweaters and and knitting and things. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, what? My project. Whatever. Any kind of any kind of hand hand. Any kind of handcraft. I've got a pair of slippers for a baby, which are going to have the um, they're crocheted with the um, with a fleece bottom. Like yep. a shin bottom. Um, my daughter's waiting for a sweater. Um, I I have a lot of projects. There's a you number do. of sweaters and scarves and hats and mitts. Um, I'm not hooking anything at present, but I do have some stuff here that I could start. Yeah. Um, I it, it's always the challenge. I know. I could do it all day. I know. I actually too. have to make the yarn. So, yeah. you know, and you have, yeah. And there's so many things around a business, around running a business that you have to do. Yeah. And yeah. you have a really great, you have really good ideas. I really like watching what uh, you're doing and I'm, <laughs> I'm really proud to carry your yarn. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you use it. It's great. Oh, I love it. I love Thank it. You. And I always will. So, um, so it's Jana from the fleece artist mm -hmm. and handmade and fine yarns. And thanks for being with us today. Do you have anything else you want to tell any, tell everybody, Jana? Oh, just, just to keep on making things. I mean, it's so enriching for your soul. Um, it's great for stress. Um, even when it doesn't go well, maybe go with that. Maybe sometimes, yeah, yeah sometimes the uh, irregularity is, can be part of the beauty. Yeah. The asymmetry can be part of the beauty. So that's that, good advice. Yeah. I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and today I was with Jana from the Fleece Artist and Handmaiden Yarns, and uh, we're really glad that you listened, and you can find more about us at hookingrugs.com, and uh, we're signing off. Create beauty every day. Take care. <laughs>